So hey, we've been in Galatians. Uh, I started two weeks ago. I did Galatians 1. Last week, I did Galatians 2. And if you're new to this church, we actually have a podcast. I'd highly encourage you to listen to those to get kind of caught up to speed of what's going on. Um, but I just, I just say, you know, Galatians is the book on the gospel. It's the good news of what Jesus has done and what he has imparted and given to us. And today, we actually have a very special treat Two of my favorite female preachers on the planet are speaking, Hannah and Rainey. I just love these ladies. Um, And, you know, if you've never spoken in front of church, you're just like, help me, Jesus. There's never a single time I've spoken and my heart's not like, oh, no, 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 you know. And then you just are like, God, help me. And then he just speaks through you. So let's just, come on, let's just stand and let's just honor these ladies and welcome them up. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah, come on up, Rainy. Yeah. So, Father, I just bless these two in the name of Jesus, God. I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak through them to us, God. Lord, you've already put the word in them, but, Lord, pull it out of them, God. And we just want to come hungry and teachable. So we say, Holy Spirit, God, Holy Spirit, we just ask for you right now, God, to make us hungry to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. It's like too, yeah, not, I'm not a man enough to that podium, I think. No, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. So yeah, my name is Hannah. I have been a part of this church for a long time. So it feels like family. So I'm pretty free up here. So sorry if I do offend you or maybe say something you're not used to hearing at church. Um, well, probably I kind of, I hope to offend actually sometimes. I know. Um, So, yeah, we've been um, looking at Galatians 2, and we're going to look at the second half of Galatians 2. So hopefully you've been, like, reading that. You guys read it this week. Did your homework? You you guys, okay. All right. Um, This is a hard crew, and this, like, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah, they'll they'll come. Um, But, yeah, we are just going to, we're going to look at Galatians 2 and I am going to give you guys maybe more different than what we're used to here, a little bit more of a teaching. So we often are very connected to the Spirit, and we just say things often like, you know, we're one with Christ, or we're dead to the law, or whatever, all of this. And I grew up a Christian, and I heard all of those things, and I heard the gospel. Oh, yeah, I knew the gospel. I had the, like, who, who had those beads with, like, you know, black and then the red, like the black is the sin and then the red and then the, what was the next color? Yeah, like, yeah, white and then white is the snow and then blue is heaven. And, you know, I knew the gospel. I had that bracelet. I had the bracelet. I knew the gospel my whole life. But then I didn't know the gospel when I actually realized I heard the gospel. So I um, didn't realize I didn't know the gospel until, yeah, I think, I think someone like just preached it to me or like taught it to me. And so I, you might've heard this gospel before probably, but this is my kind of presentation of it in my Hannah's brain that maybe will help you also get a little bit more understanding of, of it as well. Um, and like just kind of also seeing what Paul actually meant and how often we misinterpret this. And there's like two gospels we can kind of live by, I feel like. So um, 
Um, let's let's pray for a second, and um, then we will like we'll start. Okay. So yeah, Jesus, I just thank you that you're here with us right now. That we didn't have to be anything or show up any way. That we're just here, and that's all. That's all that matters. We're here. So just thank you for bringing us here, wherever we've been, whatever our week has been like. Thank you that we're here. We're breathing. Um, you're living in us, and you're Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Um, so my message today is enjoy being dead. So did you guys know that you are actually dead? You're like fully dead, right? You're dead and alive in Christ. So I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, I'm, you know, trying to connect with like the Gen Z's and use some emojis. Um, so we'll try to, we'll try to like, yeah, connect with like the visual presentations here too. Um, I did do this PowerPoint at like 2 a.m. So I'm really sorry if it's met wacky or something or also just my tech skills are not as good, but I like really need visuals to teach. It helps me a lot. So I don't know, Jason, how you do it. You just like go and it makes sense. I like need a little bit of the visuals. Um, so enjoy being dead. Um, if you want, you can open your Bible to Galatians 2. Why I also, wow, I love, this feels so important. Like open your Bible. I never use the Bible when I preach. Like, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm warming up. You guys are warming up. You're getting the laughter going. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, all right. Just laugh, 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 laugh. Okay. Um, what is it again? Go eat cake. Go eat popcorn. Go eat cake. I want cake right now. All right. Why can't I find it? I found it. I found it. All right. So, um, so we're all here. We're all like old enough to realize that life is pretty hard, like life sucks, kind of, and the, there's a lot of darkness, right, there's darkness in here, there's darkness in here, there's darkness out, like we've all showed up to church for probably some reason of knowing that we're trying to make sense of something, right, like you guys know we're like in church right now, and I don't know why you guys are in church, or if it's just something that you're doing every Sunday, or something that you need every week, or I don't know, you guys are all here at church for different reasons, who knows, like, but you made it to church, you're here. So, um, you made it to church for maybe different of reasons. <sighs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you made it to church for different, sorry, someone put something in my, my notebook. Um, <laughs> you made it to church for different reasons, and you, um, you, probably have come to the understanding that like, yeah, I don't have everything figured out. I need a savior. I need God, right? So we all come to a place of, we probably realize that we're sinners. And we come to that conclusion usually by, yeah, seeing the messed up world or seeing something that's really hard. And then we see a different way to live. And um, a lot of us ha get knowledge or get, come encounter encounter the law and we say oh Jesus says like to love your neighbor as yourself and he says to you know don't treat evil for evil and he says to um you know um don't um like don't ha murder someone or don't all of these things that we're like wow 
if everyone lived this way, then life would be like actually pretty good, right? Like, oh, okay, like that's good. We all just should live this way. So, um, um, can you go to the, Tim? Tim's the best, guys. Uh, he helped me so much today. So you can clap for Tim. He's going to help me with the PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, guilty or innocent, right? This is, I'm going to do a lot of like blah, 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 blah. Anyways, either or. So guilty or innocent. So under the law, what are we all? Guilty, right? Under the law, we're all guilty. So uh, Paul in in um, second Galatians 2, 16, he talks about that. Like, Jewish, Jew, where you're a Jew or you're a Gentile, sin is no respecter of persons. You're all sinners. Like, whether a Jew who grew up in the tradition of knowing the, the cultural law and probably fulfilling it a lot better than the Gentiles, it doesn't matter. Under the law, it's equal sinners. Like, you're both sinners. So, Paul talks about that. And... Um, I, and then, so under the law, we're all equally sinners, but under the spirit or under God's faith, what are we innocent? We know this. We've been talking about this a lot, right? So I just wanted to give us like a little bit more, a picture of something else. And I love to read. And I actually, um, well, I don't love Tolstoy, but I randomly, it's one of my favorite books. Does anyone know Tolstoy's last book that he wrote? Okay. Well, anyways, it's called Resurrection. And yeah, it's called Resurrection. And I just felt led to, I remember reading this like five years ago and I was like, oh, I feel like there is something in it for me this week. And so I I like read the last page and this is Tolstoy's last book. And it's about this guy named Nikovach or whatever. I can't even, I I can speak a little Russian. I can't even say his name, but um, this, this Nekoldov, he, that's actually his name. It is, I'm not, Nekoldov, he the whole book, he is trying to redeem his life. He is trying to save a girl that he wronged, and this girl ended up a prostitute and in jail, and his whole thing is trying to redeem his life and his story. So it's also Tolstoy in this time that he wrote it was like like probably experiencing the darkest of the darkest of the world. Like if you've been to Russia or know anything about Russia, like they, there's, there's a reason they drink so much vodka. I'm, I'm serious. Um, so like you, so he writes this and this is the last, like the last published thing that Tolstoy ever wrote and about what this is. So we're going to put it, sorry, you guys, I'm a teacher. So we're going to read a little literature. Sorry. I know you're like, I don't want to be in school, but, um, so Nickel, Nickel, Nick, Nickeldorf, Nickeldorf, that's how you say it. Anyone else can say it better? Nickeldorf? I think that's how, Nickeldorf. Um, he, he is coming to the end of his life and he's like, what's wrong? And then he starts reading Matthew 5. And in the previous page, he starts reading Matthew 5 and he's like, oh, the first commandment, you know, it says, it says, um, a man must not kill. And then the second commandment, that one must not uh, um, commit adultery. The third, that no man must steal, um, seal a promise with the oath. The fourth, that man must not refrain from t- returning evil for evil. And so he's looking at all of these things and he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is the answer to life. I found the answer to life. Like, this is, this is what it is. If everyone lives this way, we will establish the kingdom of God. So then he also saw that there was um, in the vineyard, People were just living in the vineyard of the master, but they didn't. They were trying to kill anything that reminded of them who, whose vineyard it was. So they. Um, so anyway, so he pretty much says we do the same. 
we live in a belief that we are the masters of our own lives and that they were given us for enjoyment. This is frankly absurd. If we have been sent into this world, it is obvious by someone's will and for some purpose. Yet we have assumed that we live only for our own selfish ends and inevitably things go ill for us, as they did with the workmen who did not fulfill the will of their master. If men but follow the will of the master as expressed in these commandments, the kingdom of God will be established on earth and they will attain the highest good that is within their reach. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Then, here then is my life's works. One task is completed and another is ready to my hand. So he's like, pretty much what I just said. He's like, ready. He's like, I, I found the answer to life. Like, I just got to do these things. Like, seek first the kingdom, righteousness, and like, follow the commandments, righteousness. And all of us have probably experienced a level of this, right? You guys can relate to him in some way. Like, this life, like, yeah, like, we... Um, this is what we do. This is, this is the gospel that we learn. Like, we want God's ways. We, we love the law, actually. It's like what our heart is meant for. Like, we love this. Like, yeah, I want to follow this, and I want the world to be good, and I want evil and suffering to leave, and we, we go, to, this is why we find religion, and this is what the end of almost even Tolstoy's whole life, like, he found was the answer is religion, and a lot of, like, literaries, like, kind of critique this last thing. Like, really, the answer is religion. Like, they kind of critique it. So I'm actually kind of doing the same, and with Paul, kind of Paul is also critiquing it as well. So um, next slide, Tim, thanks. Okay, so we Jews, so Galatians 2.16, the message says, we Jews know that we have no advantage of birth over non-Jewish sinners. We know very well that we are not set right with God by rule keeping only through personal faith in Jesus Christ. How do we know? We tried it, we had the best system of rules. And the, world, the, world, the rules the world has ever seen. Convinced that no human being can please God by self-improvement, we believe in Jesus as the Messiah so that we might be set right before God by trusting the Messiah, not by doing, trying to be good. So if that makes sense, like, like how do we know as Jews we had the best system laid out for us? And what did, what did God say? Nope, you're just as good as the Gentiles. You're just as much of a sinner as the Gentiles. You're all guilty. And it's only by what? Like, it's only by what? The Messiah. So we all need a Savior, okay? So we find the Savior, who is? Jesus, right? So, okay, next slide. So we're this person, right? And we have the cross, right? That's a cross. You guys are in church, you know that, that's a cross, that was good, good, A plus. Okay, so we're sinners, we're sad, we realize you can, I use some more emojis, you can do the next slide. So I put all the emojis, I was like, there's a lot of sin emojis, oh my gosh, like sickness and cussing and, you know, brokenness and weariness and, um, I don't know what the, like, maybe just like, I don't know, you, you, you know, lying. You, you, you relate to whatever, you know, sin that you want. So we realize we have these things because of the law. We realize, and we're sad, and, we, and we're sad. But what, what, what do we do? We, next slide, just one, one click, though. <laughs> okay, we go to the cross, and it it's disappears. Sin disappears. Yay! Like, we're so happy. We're a happy emoji. We went to the cross. We are free from our sin. We nailed our sin to the cross at like our, you know, camp retreat. And we said, no more sin. Yay. Um, then, but then one more slide. Oh no, 
I like just cussed at my brother or I just like said I hate you to my mom or I just like, like stormed out or like skipped Jesus burgers or like, you know, I don't know. I did something or, and then I did something again the next day. Oh, and then the next day and the next day. And here I am back with all of my sin and here I am a sinner again, right? Oh, so I have to go back to the cross and get my next spiritual high and repent, right? And nail my sins on the cross at the next summer retreat or next church service or the next day, even in the next morning. Maybe, oh, Lord, forgive me for all my sins that I, I prayed that last day. And if I die, like, don't count those sins against me because I want to go to heaven, not hell. Like, right? We live in this, this, what we call is the wrong side of the cross. We live, so we so we're keep going back and then we're identifying as sinners again because we feel it or we see it. So, but what, what does Paul and then what is the gospel? What does Jesus say? Sinner or righteous, actually we live by a whole new system of this. This is the wrong side of the cross system. This is, this is the sinner system. So next slide. So we, that goes away. That system is not a system we live by anymore. We are fully happy angel saint. We are live on the right side of the cross. We are on the right side of the cross. We don't live on the left side of the cross, the wrong side. We are sinners. So when that stuff comes, uh-uh, it's not on that side of the cross. Get over that side of the cross. Like you don't belong on this side of the cross. I, this is who I am. So, so sinner or righteous, right? What are we? Righteous, right? We're not defined by that. Um, so next, one more click. It's small because I didn't want to do another slide. But so um, my so what what happened? How are how do we get to be angel halo? We oh there's like actually oh good thing it got cut off. That's really funny. Good okay never mind. Okay <laughs> um, so how do we get that? We were actually killed. We were we were co-crucified. Paul says it, not me. I didn't say it. We were co-crucified with Christ. So my co-crucificate crucificate how do I crucificate crucificate crucifixion with Christ is valid. Valid means A plus, correct. I am not making this up. In his death, I died to the old system of trying to please God with my own good behavior. God made me alive together with Christ. How can any human effort improve on this? The terms co-crucified and co-alive defines me now. Christ in me and I in him. So if, you, if you're saying that sin is living in your life or brokenness is living in your life, it's also saying like it's living in Jesus. And Jesus is like, who has more power here, you or me? So you're putting more power in your works and who you are than him, right? So, um, oh, wow, this is fun. This is great. I didn't expect this to like come out so easily, but it, it really is. It is. So, yeah, exactly. It is the gospel. And obviously, I love this and I'm passionate about it and, like, have been really, like, when I heard it, it is too good to be true. This is one of what, this isn't the gospel that I was kind of taught when I was making the bracelets. I'm sorry. Like, it's not. Like, um, I wasn't taught this. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we were then, we're loved. Oh, I don't know what happened, Google. Google switched that. 
emoji to something else. It was something else. But we're loved. Our mind is blown. It's too good to be true. We have glory. We are, like, excited and alive, right? Yeah, do we experience some darkness and stumble? Yes, and Paul talks about that, too. So, um, um, next slide. <laughs> yeah, next slide, I think. Let's just go to the next slide. Um, so, um, oh, see, that's, that's what, I know, just don't worry about it, okay, um, okay, oh, also, if you guys are interested in this, so, I love the Bible, I, I do love the Bible, um, I grew up, like, NIV, like a good Christian, and I, I, though, encountered this guy named Francis de Troyes, I can't pronounce French very well, but he wrote the Mirror Bible, and he doesn't say it's like a translation of the Bible, like not even like passion translation, but he does write it as like a tool to kind of get our grasp around the new, the new system of that we're dead to the law. So it's really good if you guys are struggling with this, like me or struggling with maybe religion, um, I really recommend reading through this, especially Romans and Galatians, and it's really changed my life in, in really good ways. So that's just where I'm getting some of this from. I'm not, like, taking this. This is not me. This is way more smart people. Um, so um, Hebrew, what's, what comes after? Hebrews, Galatians, sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay. All right, thanks. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm... Um, yeah, I, but it's a little bit different than what I just wanted to, one more thing I wanted to say. Um, thank you. Just breathe, or me, I tell myself to breathe. <laughs> All right, so uh, I just wanted to read this part about us stumbling, right? Because we sometimes feel like, oh, but we still stumble. Is it up there? Oh, I'm going to be an idiot. if it's. Oh, it is up there. Oh, my God. Okay, it's okay. Oh. My gosh. However, <laughs> if, <laughs> it's for the Christians out there. Yeah. Okay. However, however, if in our quest to discover righteousness by faith in what Jesus did for us, we find that it is still possible to stumble. Do not label yourself a sinner yet again. The fact that you sin does not cancel the cross of Christ and gives you no reason to abandon justification by faith as if Christ is to be blamed for your distraction. That would be absurd. Again, that would be whose works are more important, our works or his works. So rather, like, I am a sinner. If I rebuild the old system of law, I already tore down. That's from NLT even. That's not even from this. That's from more of a, right? So he's saying, don't call yourself a sinner if you, you know, say a lie or you even do something like say God's name in vain in church or, you know, something like, I don't, sorry, I'm making a joke out of it, but it is serious. We all go through this, like, right? So don't say I'm a sinner. Say you're a sinner. If you need to be repented, you need to be saved from this old system of the law, of shame, of, of telling you that you need to keep going back, that you're not alive in Christ, that Christ is an already one and living with you. So, um, I, this is another really great quote from him and, and from the Bible. It's in the, it's on, I think verse 19. Yeah. Verse, um, no, no. Verse 18 in a different translation is only a con artist will try to be a law man and a grace man at the same time. You cannot be both. 
So someone, um, there is someone else with this analogy of you do one click with this analogy. Um, oh, it's a water bottle. So it's an analogy of this water bottle. And you have this, like, you're super, super thirsty. And you have this, like, clean, pure grace water bottle. It represents what? It represents fully grace. And you want to drink it. And it will, you know, it's the grace water. If I tell you, though, that this uh, grace has just like, you know, a little like particle or a little like drop of like poop or something in it, it is ruined, right? So it is, would you drink it if it had even just one little, but it's mostly grace. It's mostly grace, just one little particle of poop. Would you drink it? No, you can't mix it. You cannot mix it. It would be like turning grace into a poopy water bottle. So you cannot, you can't drink both. You don't want to drink both, but we so do it in religion. How many of us do it? We say, oh, no, no, do good, do good. Oh, but it's okay. Grace covers that. That's drinking poopy water bottles. Like it is, it is because you keep trying and then you're like, okay, grace. And then it's just still about your work. It's still about sin conscious, not God conscious of what he's done. So we need to drink from only grace, right? Only grace, only one system. So another, another analogy of this to help, that helped me a lot is, um, next slide, is there's, again, only two systems. It's a system of, like, death of religion. I'm sorry. I know this is offensive, but it is. Religion is, it can help people, like, understand, feel like, okay, I have a formula for life. I can do this. I can do this. But where does it get us? It's not, it's not fully life yet, right? And life is not as black and white, and it's hard. And we have to actually talk to God or talk to other people or fail sometimes and get things wrong. And it's not like a cookie cutter what we want life to be. It's super gray and annoying, but it's also which one do you want? <laughs> which one's more beautiful? Um, so we either, we just have two systems of religion or life. So um, Rainey's also going to come up and talk now about, um, woo, about, yeah, some of the tree and all, all of it and really good and transition us into, woo, I want to leave our run. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So thank you for listening. Okay, well, yeah, as Hannah and I were, like, talking about this, this message has been huge for me. I know all of us for sure, but I would say these past three years has been, like, I have felt like I have failed in every area I felt called to, <laughs> and you get so humbled because you're like, I don't even have a call of God on my life anymore because I don't measure up, and it was just so the, like, unawareness of who God was and what he actually paid for, and we still hear this, and you can still walk away with your religion all nicely intact thinking that you're just going to apply this to the already religion you have. And it doesn't work. Like Hannah said, it doesn't work. And I'm the same. I mean, I grew up in Texas, Father, Son, Holy Bible. <laughs> so super rad. But I think one of the things I was thinking, because we've heard this story our whole life, and I was thinking, it's like, okay, it almost feels like this is the story we all believe, but this is how we live. Yeah. That's what we've been taught our whole life. Oh, yeah, 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 we all agree on this story up here, but this is the way to live. And I'm like, 
Isn't that story calling us to a different standard? You know what I'm like, wait, isn't this story the model of how we live? Not like, oh, here's this awesome story of Jesus doing this, da, da, da. But here's how to walk it out over here. And it's like so contradictive of the grace of God. And it keeps us stuck in sin all the time. If you are struggling with any type of sin issue, it's literally because you don't have an understanding of the gospel. I'm sorry, if you have a pornography in your life, if you're addicted to drugs, if you're addicted to sex, if you're addicted to gossip, if you're addicted to self-harm, if you're addicted to any of this, it is, you, there is a deep revelation of the gospel that's not in your heart. And I'm not saying this as a shameful thing. I'm saying this, I've walked in sin in my life. I know what it feels like to be in sin and to live in the cycle and to think like, okay, I need to repent. I need to wait seven weeks before I'm fully redeemed. Oh, and then, okay, once I'm redeemed, then I can feel good about myself again. Are you kidding me? Like, that's so, that's like actually the most prideful thing we can walk in. And I remember someone said one time, this guy was talking and he said, the problem is, is the question that Christians ask a lot is like, what's right or wrong? We're always in this like right or wrong, right or wrong, good and bad thing. And he's like, guys, you're not tethered to the tree of knowledge of good and evil anymore. Like, the reason God didn't want us to eat of that tree is because our human being, like our bodies weren't actually created to know the difference between good and evil. We weren't meant to carry that. Like we literally weren't meant to carry the knowledge of good and evil. So it stresses our cycles and it keeps us in sin and it just swirls us. Like that is what he didn't want us. He didn't want us to carry that. He knew what it would do to us. So it's like the whole reality of the tree of life which we are now tethered to. If you believe in Jesus, that's the tree you're connected to. So everything else is left. And I just keep thinking in scripture where it's like, okay, if one man brought sin into the world, how much greater is another man's sacrifice to put us back into righteousness? Like if I think that Adam, like we are very convinced of our sin. We are super convinced that oh, we're all fall short of the glory of God and we're all da-da-da. We are so convinced of that. The church needs to quit convincing us because we know, we know of that. But I'm like, are we convinced of the reality of how much more the sacrifice of one man? Like, I'm like, guys, I wasn't there when, when even Adam ate the apple, but I'm living for, I was, I'm so, I was stuck under it whether I was there or not. Was I there when Jesus died from the cross? No, but guess what? I'm under it no matter what. Like, it's like, you are under that now. And I think it's so important, guys, if you get rid of everything in the entire world that you know or think, this one truth will be the anchor to your soul. This is not an elementary gospel. This is like a dive deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and then get into heaven and enjoy him. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, you can't graduate from this. And believe me, I've tried. I'm like, okay, let's get on to the other stuff. We get it. You know, like, oh, let's go teach on this or preach on this or be this. And like, ew, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's so prideful. Like I just, I can even think of like just things I've done that, not intentionally trying to be like super prideful, but it's like, oh, I feel good because I've walked in a way that's like worthy of a call. And when we hear that, we think like, oh, we need to walk in this manner of worthy. That's like, don't stumble, don't fail. It's like, no, walking in a manner of worthy is just believing he is who he says he is. You want to walk worthy? Just believe God. Like, I'm serious. It's if you want to walk in righteousness, just believe him. It's it. It literally, like she was saying, I read the Passion Translation. So here we are. We're all to break religion. Hannah's got the mirror thing. I'm reading the Passion Translation. Some people think I'm like not really Christian because I do that. They're like, well, don't trust her teaching because she's a little out there. Don't worry, I read my ESV too, guys. Keeps me legal. But um, I love this because it's Galatians 2 and I think, what is this, 16? And it says, his faithfulness, not ours, keyword, his faithfulness, not ours, has saved us and we have received God's perfect righteousness. 
Like, just say it. I'm righteous. Seriously, say it. I'm righteous. Anything that comes against that is a lie. And if we don't treat it like that, we'll make it our friend. And we'll make it our teacher. And then we'll, it's like, it's an enemy of God. Like any, like, and I, I get it. <laughs> I get this self condemnation, the cycles, the shame cycles, because it feels good. Do you know what I mean? It's like this thing where I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I did this. And like, I need to feel the weight of this. And I've heard people say like, oh, they need to feel the weight of that. And I'm like, that's not the gospel. You know, we can't carry the weight of it. We weren't created to carry the weight of it. And so, yeah, I just, I love it. I love someone said once as well, they were talking about just religion. And I don't mean religion as in being a Christian, but I do like religious systems. It's sad. It's, it's adding, we've added so much to the gospel. And you know what they say if someone adds something to the gospel? You should be cursed. That's scary. <laughs> like if anyone adds onto the grace message that I am preaching, so Paul says, may he be cursed, even if it's an angel himself shows up to you. Guys, that's crazy. So if you have ever right now, any moment, this is not shame on anyone who's ever preached this because they only preach what they know. They're not preaching to just like lead astray, usually, hopefully not. But I just am like, I think of the things I've heard in church and like just growing up and I'm like, well, I've become more aware of it now where I'm like, I thought that was so normal. And I'm like, you just added to the, like the message of grace. That's scary. Like that's actually more scary than sin. That's a sin. You know, it really is. It's like, be cursed. Like, God doesn't even say it about, like, if you stumble, be cursed. He doesn't say that. But he says, if you add to the grace message, you should be cursed. That's crazy. So I'm like, yeah, I just want us, our hearts to grasp the reality. And I think sometimes when we hear this, it feels too free. And there's a, we have freedom and fear because it's so much easier. Like, it's like, we want, like, measurable rules. That's how we are. Because it doesn't cost us much if we can measure it. You know what I mean? If it's like, love your neighbor as yourself, oh, that's a huge thing. There's endless possibilities in that. That is a high standard to live up to, and I'm never going to be perfect. So I'm going to stick with, oh, don't do this. Don't go to the movies. Don't hang out with your girlfriend. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then we just get this list of rules. And I even think, like, when the Old Testament, how many rules were created from, like, the Old Covenant to, like, Jesus coming in the New Covenant, how many laws were, like, they just man-made law. I mean, it's like they just make laws and make laws and make laws. It's like it builds and builds and builds. I'm like, if you give us time as humans, we'll create laws. Because we think it keeps us safe. Like, it's true. We all think it's like, oh, these rules keep us safe. And I'm like, no, they keep us stuck. And they keep us living not in freedom. And it's sad to me because I've met a lot of non-believers that are like, wow, I've actually, a lot of Muslims, this is crazy. They said, I've talked to, they're like, if you guys believed if Christians believe what the Bible actually said, why do they look the way they do? They've, these guys, they've read the Bible. So they're like, if you actually believe that, why do you look like that? Because he's like, the Bible that I've read is not how people are living. And this, it's not, like I said, it's not a shame thing. It's just, we need the revelation of grace. Like it's, a, it's the kindness of God to give us the revelation of grace. And it's just a simple, like just stopping and just turning to him in a moment. You know what I mean? And just recognizing like when you start to feel that condemnation, or the shame or the guilt, and a lot of times it's a subconscious voice. So ask, I've asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, Holy Spirit, like send an alarm off in my mind when I'm believing a lie. Like just set an alarm off, like I wanna know, you know, I don't wanna just casually let it just live there. Cause I'm like, you don't get land here anymore, I'm not yours, I'm the Lord's, you know? And so someone once said, they said, um, get off the tightrope of religion and run in the meadow with the Father. And I'm like, when you really think about that in your life, you're like, oh my gosh, you can breathe. Like, guys, just chill out. You know what I mean? Like, we get to breathe. Like, we're held by the most incredible being 
who is like, works all things together for our good, he works all things together for our good. That's so crazy. Like, it's his faithfulness, not ours. He who promised is faithful. It's like, even if you're faithless, he remains faithful. Like, you can't preach a different message. The gospel is not contradicting of itself. You know, and I think that is just my prayer for all of you and just everyone I know is like, just grasping the reality that you're already everything you said you are and he's already paid the full price for all of it, that will set you free from a lot. (laughs) Like, I honestly feel like I wrestled some gnarly depression this past year, like pretty brutal, like kind of almost took me out. And I think it's hard for people to think that because I'm so like, woo, and that's just naturally who I am. It's not like a fake thing, it's just who I am. But it's crazy that I realized a lot of that got triggered, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but so much of that got triggered from my own disappointment and shame that I wasn't who I thought like God had called me to be. And I had a lot of words, and when you, especially when you go to Bethel for three years, you get all these prophecies, you know, all the amazing things you're going to do and the person you're going to be. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to be the president. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, every time you speak, da, 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 or like, oh, like all this revelation. And it just felt like, it felt like pressure, pressure, pressure. Like it, it didn't feel like this, like, oh, pride thing. This is awesome. This was like, no, this is scary. <laughs> is anyone else scared? You know, I was like, God, I don't have what it takes to be the person you want me to be. So you set me up for failure. Like, that's how I felt. And he's like, no, you set yourself up for failure. I've never put that standard on you ever. Like ever, like the standard you have, like you can picture it right now. Picture that person in your mind that you look at all the time. It's your ideal self. We all have an ideal self. And we fail that person every day. And then we get stuck in these shame cycles. And God's like, I don't even, I don't want your ideal self. Like he's not interested in that. If he wanted that, guess what? He could do it. I'm not, he could touch your soul, boom, and make you a little robot and you'd be perfect. God, like, do we recognize God is that big? You know, and he chooses not to because he loves you and he's like, what I did is enough. Like, what I did is enough. So, yeah, I'm just gonna invite us into a time of ministry. Um, Before the ministry team comes up, though, I just wanna say if you feel that you are stuck, like you're hearing this and you're like, I've heard this before, but I can't seem to walk this out, or it just really feels like it's too good to be true. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we all have that thing in our heart. We can feel that kind of like, no, that's great for you, but you know, like I, it's that, we're like natured in that sometimes. And I just wanna say, if that's you, it could probably be all of us because I'm standing too, so I'll just keep standing. Um, Could you stand? I know that's like kind of courageous, but I just feel like the Lord, when you stand, I think that a physical, a physical like, sign of obedience is a spiritual release. So I think sometimes just standing is like, you know, free. Um, why are we standing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're standing, <laughs> why are you standing, guys? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I just want to say, if you feel like in your heart that you hear this message, but you're like, I, you can't seem to accept it for yourself. If it feels too good to be true, or you feel too messy, or you're like, yeah, Rainy, but you don't know what I've done. Oh, well, God's not impressed because he knows all of it and he still chose you. So I think, yeah, so if that feels like you at all, or you just are like, God, I just want to receive more of the grace to believe you are who you say you are and believe what you did, what I did, said, what you said you did. So, um, oh, so that's why I had to say it again. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So also, if you're feeling the voice of judgment, 
like this inner critic all the time. That's my biggest thing, that inner critic. Okay, I'm gonna have everyone probably just stand. But yeah, if you're feeling the inner critic and you can't seem to break that constant shame cycle in your mind of this person talking to you 24-7, I also want you to stand for that because God wants you to be set free. And I'm not having you stand to just pray over you and go live your own life. I'm like, just dive into this every single day. And if you have to read the same scripture every day for the next 200 years, do it. <laughs> like, do it until, you, until it's one with you. And I'm doing it. I'm not there yet. I'm very actually far from it. I think the more you study it, the more you realize, whoa, I need this. Um, so I'm just going to pray. And then I'm going to ask the ministry team to come up for just extra prayer. But yeah, God, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are. God, and we just invite your goodness to come right now. And I just pray the revelation of the gospel of peace, the gospel of righteousness, the gospel of grace to just come and pierce every single heart right here, God. I just speak a rewiring of minds in Jesus' name, God, from anxiety, from depression, from self-hatred, from self-criticism right now, God. I just speak a perfect rewiring. And I even just pray right now, God, that you break off all depression. In this room right now, all depression go. I thank you, Jesus, for your perfect peace. Yeah, God, we just break partnership right now with the self-critical spirit. And we just say you have no place. And I pray right now that the words of life just fill the hearts and the minds of these people, God. Jesus, and we just thank you for a fresh revelation every single day of what you actually paid for and who you actually are, God. And I pray right now that you just set off an alarm for anything that comes against that. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray for sweet reminders throughout the week of what he did for you. And just reminders of grace throughout the week in Jesus' name. Okay, yeah, ministry team, if you want to come up, you can just come up on the sides. And please, guys, come up and get prayer for anything. So, so good. Thank you. Hey, I really want to encourage those that are under that critical spirit. Like, this is your Sunday. Like, I really believe that. This is your Sunday to get out of that, to get free from that. And that thing is real. I talked about it last week. You get in the courtroom with the accuser of the brethren, you will never win. You'll never win until the gospel becomes real because he has legal evidence on you. But God's always speaking a better word, right? He's always speaking you're innocent, you're clean, you're loved, you're chosen, you're accepted. So if that's you and you know it's you right now, Holy Spirit, I just say, God, just move right now. I just say, come and get prayer. This is, this is a breakthrough for some of you coming right now.